following interview is one of several audio productions focusing on writers, artists, and performers who have participated in programs at Maison de la Littérature, the House of Literature, in Quebec City, Canada. The Maison is an exceptional learning center and performance space located in the Great Lakes-St. Lawrence River region of North America. Hello, this is Robin and John Voiles of Celebrate Libraries. Today we are in conversation with award-winning Canadian poet and author Muriel Gagné. Her first novel, Lièvre d'Amérique, was published in French by La Peuplade in 2020. Snowshoe Hare is the English-language translation of the novel's title. Ms. Gagné of Quebec City writes and speaks primarily in her native Québécois French dialect, and we are grateful that she will be talking with us in English today about the word home and what home means to her. Muriel Garnier, welcome et bienvenue. <laughs> Thank you very much for the invitation. So as you know, we're, we're talking about um, the concept of home. This is um, a project we're working on, focusing on uh, the Maison de la Literature in uh, Quebec City and um, authors, poets, performers that are associated with the uh, Maison. And we are wondering about home how each uh, individual defines home, uh, how this may change. And uh, this, is, um, this is a place that we would like to begin. So how do you, as a poet and writer, explore the world around you and return home with what you found? How do you translate what you found and, uh, and present it in your work? It's an interesting question. I, um, I explore the world first as a witnesses. I observe and listen to people a lot, my neighbors, especially my colleagues, uh, the nature around me. Um, and I also listen to my instincts. I know I'm, uh, I'm in for a good writing idea when I start to obsess over a topic about something. I dig and dig uh, a lot into one subject until I know absolutely everything And then I can begin to write until um, I have say everything I could say about it, about the emotion of the story. What's your technique? Are you working from memory? Do you perhaps have a favorite spot, a coffee shop or something? Or, or where does your uh, inspiration come through in dialogue or, again, memory? I never know how my inspiration will come. Some, sometimes it's when I dream. I dream a lot. And when I wake up in the morning, uh, I have a sentence or, or, or an idea, a character that appears in my dream or in my mind. And uh, I dig into it, you know. So I take a book and I write, uh, um, I write it and I, I start to dig and um, to, 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 to search around to, to uh, complete the idea. But uh, really, it's... it's uh, It's maybe my neighbor that I'm looking, you know, we are working at home right now. So uh, I know everything about all my neighbors. I'm sure they do the same with me. And, um, you know, sometimes it, 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 it inspires me uh, with a real good idea. Like my last uh, poetry uh, book uh, talk about um, 
if if the the human were Lego and we were all stuck in your in our house and we look at each other and we 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 see that some other neighbors have uh, something different that we don't have and you know it, it it it's like that I think my inspiration my inspiration uh, comes from everywhere around me like I'm I I'm witnesses uh, I witness a lot of things and it's inspired me after that. You mentioned the poetry as well as the um, as well as the narrative work. Is it different? Do you think differently? Is it a different process between the two? I think the process is the same because uh, it's maybe more the style that that is different. But research, uh, the research, the inspiration, the lexical field, uh, the writing, the proofreading—it's—it's uh, it's the same thing for me. But. Um, uh, it takes almost the same time writing a novel than uh, a poetry book. Uh, people will think that I will uh, I will write more if it's a novel, but uh, it takes the same amount of times of thinking, of thoughts, of writing, of uh, proofreading to me uh, to write a, a poetry book or a novel. Uh, but I think it's at the beginning of the story that I say that I will use the poetry or the short novella or the the novel. You know, if, I, yes. if I'm starting to write something more poetic and it's in the rhythm that I will feel, okay, I think it's a poetry book. And then, uh, oh, I, I thought it was a novella, but uh, I think I can dig uh, uh, deeper into the, the the characters, and then it appears to me that uh, it will be a novel. It was surprising for me to write um, the the snow hair. I thought at the beginning it was a, a novella that I will be writing, uh, but then uh, I start writing and writing and writing, and I had uh, uh, it was easy for me to uh, to explore more the the character. So uh, finally, when I finished the book, I said to myself, "Oh, it's not a novella. Maybe it's a." <laughs> it's a it, it, it's a novel, and then I, I, I work uh, more uh, more deeper the 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 novel, and it appears uh, to be uh, like a small uh, a small novel, but it's uh, it's a novel, yeah. The Snow Hair. Uh, this is your first novel, uh, published in twenty twenty, uh, Le Pouplade. Yeah. Um, it takes place on Lilo Gru. Uh, I'm not sure about my pronunciation, but Island of Cranes mm-hmm. or Crane Island. What? Uh, how old were you when you lived on the island? Uh, I was born and raised on the island, uh, but I left when I was uh, maybe five or six, I think, because my, my mother was the, the main teacher of the island. So she was teaching from grade first to grade four. So I think she didn't want uh, to, to be teaching us for four years uh, it was complicated, you know. So we decided yes. to move um, uh, in front of uh, Ilogru in Montmagny. So, uh, but my father uh, worked on the island until uh, he retired. So uh, I passed uh, really a long time uh, in my childhood on the island, like really free with my cousin. My aunt and my uncle still has a, a house there, and we would pass uh, all the summer like free uh, on the island, on the island, play, playing uh, on the sand and you know on the Saint Lawrence River and everything. It was really fun, really fun childhood. And it was, it's it's a bit remote, isn't it, uh, from Montmagny? Uh, visitors arrive by aircraft or car ferry. Is this true? Yeah. 
during the summer uh, and a part of the spring and the fall, you can uh, go by ferry uh, to the island. But it, it's kind of complicated because uh, you need to wait, uh, you need to arrive at least an hour or an hour and a half between the fer- before the ferry to take the ferry and have places, you know, because uh, every every people living on the island are, are taking the ferry. So um, you need to, to to put your car on the line uh, yes. an hour an hour an hour and a half before. So it takes okay. a long time to go to the other side. So people don't go just for fun when when they live on the island. You know, they, they need to think about uh, to schedule everything to take the, the ferry. And during the winter, it's only the plane. A small plane that uh, can get can uh, give a give a ride, but uh, you know it's 30, 30 bucks to go to the to the to the the mainland. So each time, so people really need to think, and it's maybe a little bit why um, there's a, there's a less uh, habitant uh, on the island during um, uh, during the winter. A lot of people have an apartment in Montmagny, uh, and they just it's like a, a summer house that they use during the summer and when the ferry is there. And there's a not a lot of people during the winter living there all, all year. Let's take a short break. This is the Celebrate Libraries podcast, and you are listening to an interview with Canadian novelist and poet Muriel Gagné, recorded in December 2021. Now let's get back to the conversation. So uh, just for our listeners, um, Lilo Gru is uh, it's a, um, the largest island in an archipelago about uh, maybe 60 miles east of Quebec City, off the southern shore of the St. Lawrence River. Why return to the island to tell a story? Obviously, I suppose, um, because you had lived there, you have strong memories there, and you said you had relatives um, in the area. So mm-hmm. maybe a, a natural uh, a natural uh, place to begin a story, especially uh, the um, you know the legend of Nanabuju, um, and how that fig- figures into the story. Maybe all of that is connected in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because um, I didn't read the the, the legend of Nanabuju before to write the novel. Uh, when I finished to write the novel, it took me um, it took me uh, uh, quite a, a couple of weeks. Uh, I was searching for something. I, I I I I think I thought something was missing in my novel, but I didn't know what. So um, I start to compuls- compulsively uh, search on the internet to find the piece that was missing, like a puzzle. I, I knew something was missing, and it's after two or three weeks of research that I I found. Uh, the, this legend, and I was really shocked. I remember I I told my I told myself, okay, the book uh, I need to throw it out uh, in the garbage. Uh, somebody uh, already written something about wow. my characters. I was so disappointed, but it was really a, a shock for me to found that legend. But after a while. Uh, I thought it was really more complimentary, the both of them, and maybe it, it gives uh, to my novel uh, a, a different aspect of light uh, that I didn't see. And I, after that, I, I, I changed a little bit my pers- my character of Eugène in the in the in the in the book to make yes. him look more like Nana Bozo. And uh, I think finally it uh, it it. it it was the piece that was missing to my to my novel, 
But uh, I was not sure at the beginning, you know, I was really confused when I found it. But it's such a beautiful legend. And it was really uh, uh, funny that we use the same uh, uh, the same symbols, you know, in the in the legend and in my book, the the the, the snow uh, the snow hair, uh, uh, and the, the eagle and the island and the planet and the wind and the the ocean. Everything was there in the legend, and I use all the same symbols without even knowing the the the, the legend. So it was, uh, you know, sometimes when you write, you don't think that. Uh, some people say that, some writers say that, you don't need, you, you don't, you, uh, you're writing something that has already been written and you don't know what's going on. It's like somebody possesses you and you're writing a story that, uh, you know, it, it happens sometimes to me when I'm writing. I, I have the impression that the story is already written in my head and it's only my hands that uh, are writing the, the, the story. And it was a little bit like that. Uh, uh, when I was writing the the snow hair, yes, yeah. From the beginning, you did intend to feature the island in the story. Yeah, no, actually, at the beginning, I was starting. Uh, uh, I wrote uh, really uh, the, the the few day after the operation uh, of my uh, um, uh, main character Diane. So it was day plus one, day plus two, the day uh, no. Uh, yeah, like that, you know, so the day one after the operation, the day two after the operation. And when I finished this section, I thought I was uh, writing a novella, a short novella. So um, I stopped there, I stopped there, but I, I thought to myself, oh, it could be interesting to put the, the, the character in uh, really a different uh, uh, place, a place that is really uh, far away from the city and uh, all the car around the people uh, talking and, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the big city. Uh, yes. uh, I, I wanted to put the, the, the character in, in, in a paradise, in a place that is really calm and where the nature plays a, a, plays a role really central. You know, when you live on this island, you cannot go to... Uh, Momeni, when you want, you need to wait for the, the tide to be high. Uh, when it's a storm, you cannot do anything on the island. You need to stay inside your house. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to, to, uh, to put the character in a situation that she needs to have an introspection and, you know, look at herself in a mirror and see, uh, and see the, the, the person that she is actually, uh, that, that, that she is, uh, that she has been, uh, uh, hiding from, you know, because when she's living in the city and she's working a lot and a lot and she tried to, and she tried to, um, uh, to do not feel that, that she's really empty and she, uh, she, she's separate from herself. She doesn't know herself. She's just hiding on work behind the, the work and work. And on the island, when she, uh, she arrives, uh, uh, on the ferry in the book, she needs to come back to herself. You know, she yes. she needs to to face herself and remember uh, why she left the island and uh, and to reconstruct herself to um, to be uh, the same to to be complete as a woman. Yes. So she's you say she's hiding. So she's hiding from herself. She's. She's hiding from other her true self from other people too. She's camouflaged in a way. 
Oh yeah, really. I think it's um, when we 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 are looking a little bit about uh, workaholism. I, I I did a lot of research about uh, workaholism because um, I think I was uh, myself uh, uh, jungling with. Um, uh, the burnout for uh, quite a while <laughs> uh, in my life. I think it was like uh, something I need to dig it, you know. I need to add a lot of research about burnout because uh, uh, I was uh, I was stuck in that kind of uh, mind. Uh, I had Zona uh, a couple of weeks before to begin to write uh, the, the novel and it shaked me a little bit. I, I, I was wondering why I'm not even 40 years old. I was so tired already, why I was so stressed about everything. And then uh, I tried to research about the, the fact that people uh, need to work to empty something that never feels, you know? Uh, oh. And it's, maybe, it's maybe what, what Diane is trying to do. She, she do a lot of work. Uh, to hide that uh, she is empty and she doesn't know how to uh, to be uh, full again, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's 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 why I wanted her to come back to the island and confront her herself and to see all this emptiness and to do something with it and change her, her way to see life and to uh, to be uh, to be more happy and free. Yes, I understand. In recent years, there there has been a um, a pro proliferation of small uh, of independent uh, Canadian publishers, um, some in uh, Quebec, and many books by the Quebecois uh, authors have been uh, translated into maybe English or Spanish or German or or something. Is uh, do we see an English translation of uh, your most recent book uh, coming forward? Not yet. Uh, um, I've been translated in uh, German, and the book is really wonderful. I, I, I like it, and it, it has a, a good reception in Germany, uh, but not yet in English. Uh, I'm still waiting uh, for the right timing, uh, you know. Yes. But I, I, I hope it will be translated. I hope. The Geese Can't Tell Us, which was published in 2010, is the island also appear yeah. in this work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I wrote uh, four poetry uh, books. And um, the first one talked about um, the island and uh, uh, my father's death. Uh, he died 10 years ago. And, oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. It's kind of... Yeah, yeah. But it, it, uh, it's kind of strange because I wrote uh, the poetry book two years before my father's got sick like to prepare myself, I don't know, uh, <laughs> to his death. It was, uh, yes. it was really hard for me. And uh, I think the book helped me to pass through it. And uh, it, uh, it, it talks about my childhood in the, the island. And when I left the island, this, um, because I, 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 I always have uh, the feeling that uh, I didn't want to leave the island. And it's maybe why... I'm writing a lot about uh, the Ilogru, the, the the place where um, uh, I was born, and I, I grew up now as a child. So I think I, I come back a lot there, and I visit a lot during the the, the, the summer because 
I think I would have liked to stay there, but it's it's so hard. It's, it um, me and my uh, uh, husband for like the five last last year, we tried to buy something there, you know, a small house. Uh, but it's so complicated with the, the ferry and everything that um, my. I work full time, my my and my husband as well. We have two kids, a house. I'm writing part time, and it's hard to 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 find the time to wait for the ferry to go there and everything. And uh, but it's such a wonderful place. And I think in my I I travel I travel a lot, and uh, uh, I feel home uh, the majority of the time when I'm on an island, even if I'm in the Europe, uh, I went to Scotland, I went to Ireland, and when there's water come to me, uh, close to me, I feel like home, and it reminds me of my childhood, so um, uh, I really I really love to be surrounded by water, and this island, it's, it's so, uh, it's almost magically, because uh, there's a lot of, uh, uh, of birds that uh, do not exist uh, outside of uh, of the island, you know, uh, yes. uh, and a, a lot of species that are still there on the island, but they are not uh, uh, somewhere else. So uh, I think the the Saint Lawrence River is acting like a, a frontier and a frontier, and uh, it preserves uh, these species and uh, the everything is so uh, beautiful. Uh, around there, I invite people to go to go to visit the island. It's such a it's such a beautiful place. Oh, good! I hope we have the opportunity to uh, <laughs> see it. Let's take another break. This is John and Robin Voyles with the Celebrate Libraries podcast. We are talking today with Canadian writer Muriel Gagné about her creative work and what home means to her. Now back to the interview. Yes, there was an interesting. Um, Road, uh, Chemin de la Bature with the uh, Croix Blanc um, from your, the white cross from your uh, website is a very beautiful, uh, very beautiful, the gravel road. Yeah, it's the, it's the road between the two islands. There's Lilogru and Lilozois. Lilozois is a private island that uh, rich people bow to, uh, to, uh, to hunt, you know, during yes. the, the, the spring and the, the fall, when the, the geese are all around the island, uh, they, they, go to, they go hunting there, you know. But my father uh, uh, was born on, the, on this island, on the Lilozois, but it's private now since the 1970s, I think. And, uh, uh, you know, when the tide is high, uh, at certain point on that road, the water go uh, go over the road. Oh. So I remember my father when I was young. He was living uh, at Lilogru, but uh, he was always always looking at the tide. When the tide will be high, uh, because he needed to go uh, to uh, to work on the private island uh, before the tide was high, because he couldn't pass. You know. Yes. And uh, he was always anxious and so stressed about uh, the the tide and everything. And we remember that when we were we were a child, my my, my brother and me. And uh, 
it was funny because sometimes he was going to work at four o'clock. It was still dark outside, but he was going to work because the tide would be too high when he was supposed to go. And um, uh, I put that a little bit in my uh, in my novel. At some point, the the, the one of my main character, Eugene, um, uh, gets stuck with the water between the two islands. And it's a true, uh, it is true story about my grandfather and my uncle that okay. uh, was stuck during uh, the high tide. The, uh, what happened in, in, the, in, in the book, uh, it, not everything happened, but I put a lot of inspiration about things that happened. There's a, there, there, were, um, uh, there was a, a fire in a farm one day, and I put it in the in, in, in the novel. But you know, uh, anything is really true uh, uh, about the story. Eugene, my main character, uh, I name it uh, uh, by inspiration because my uncle is uh, is uh, uh, his name is Eugene, and mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, uh, to to. Uh, uh, to make him happy about that, you know. <laughs> so I, I named my, uh, my, because he gave me a lot of information uh, writing the book about the tide, about the wind, about everything. So I went to see him a couple of times and he helped me a lot with uh, all this uh, nature language that I didn't know. Uh, so uh, to, uh, to thank him, I named my person, my uh, character uh, about the, uh, uh, the, the same name but what is funny and uh, after uh, after the book uh, was released uh, somebody asked me uh, if i knew that the word gene was inside the name of my character uh, and i didn't know uh, and uh, it i think it was really funny about that uh, um it, like I said earlier, when we are writing, we're writing really on about instinct. So we let flow the words and the story. And after that, some people analyze us and they find something that we did by instinct. But it was really interesting. Like in the Diane, the name, we have the, the word uh, DNA you know? Oh, yes. And I, I, I didn't know as well, you know, when I wrote the book, Eugene and Diane and the they both have something about genetic, you know, in their name. But I didn't know at all when I wrote it. So it's just after that that I realized it. And I was really happy about that, you know, that uh, about that. And, you know, it's really funny when we're writing how things appear to us and we just grab them and we make something. And after that, we can analyze it in, in deeper. And we found so many um uh, uh, connection in the story. Yeah, that's a good story. Thank you. People decorate, they enhance their personal space, you know, at their homes to make mm-hmm. it their own. And uh, sometimes uh, this enhancement is textually based. Uh, they may put words on the wall, be kind, or maybe an old uh, auto license, the motto, je me souviens, uh, carried from home to home, or the, world, the word peace. Uh, inscribed in the surface of a smooth stone lining a garden path. So I'm thinking you have texturally based work, but you also have some things I've seen on the web. Some of your, some of your words um, realized in neon and then placed, mm-hmm. placed on a building. Uh, one example would be the uh, Ciel Ouvert uh, Van Cat set, open sky 24-7. Is, could you talk about that, what that 
project is, what that project means to you? Is that lifted from one of your poems? Um, what are your What are your thoughts and feelings about seeing your work in what is your home? I suppose the Quebec City is your home as well as the island, but um, how do you how do you feel about that? Mm. It was such a great project uh, the, called Poetry on the Roof. Uh, the city asked uh, the Quebec City artist to think of a verse, uh, a small verse that could light up the roof of Quebec's buildings. And I remember um, it was the final day uh, to participate to that contest. And I didn't have any idea, but then I woke up one morning with the idea and the, idea and the, sen the sensation that the sky had sunk into my body during the night. I, I remember like it was uh, filling my body and I, I woke up and I was still a little bit shaking. And then I, I, I wrote a, a couple of uh, verse of line of poetry and one of them was Open Sky 24-7. And... Um, It, uh, the, my verse have, had, been, has, uh, had been selected with uh, some others. I think we have we are five that uh, uh, that have been chosen, and uh, the, the 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 words I are constructed in neon, and they uh, they illuminating uh, the Quebec City. And uh, I think I want I wanted to after all that COVID years, I wanted to uh, to make people realize that. Uh, the nature, even if we live in a city, my home, and it, it's not the, it's not my island, it's not the nature. The nature is still there. Uh, we we forget to look at the nature when we are uh, in a city, but it's still there. So I just send a message to to people: Hey, look look up. The sky is there, and it's wonderful and it's a hope message as well that i wanted to give to people so look at the nature look there is hope the sky is open uh, like uh, like a dépanneur in quebec it's the it's small store that are open 24 7 so the sky is open 24 7 even though that all the the, the houses are all the The, the the places outside are closed because of the COVID. You know, uh, all the, the reunion places were, were closed. We can, we can uh, some things can be open and, uh, and let us be free. So I think that was uh, the main idea around, the, the, uh, around that project. And I'm really happy that uh, it has been selected because... Uh, It's such a, a big exposure. The neon uh, is really huge. I didn't think it would be that uh, that big. Uh, it's a, a couple of meters of uh, uh, large, so you can see it from very far away of uh, of the sign. So it's it's it was really a great project. It seems that the city um, and perhaps the province as well. Uh, Very supportive of creative people. Yeah, we, we are really lucky in Quebec because um, it's a great value for a writer uh, to have uh, access to um, the audience. You know, uh, I think several of my texts were born uh, for one of the shows given at the Maison de la Littérature or for the Festival Québec en toutes lettres or Le Mois de la Poésie, all uh, French events about uh, literature and poetry. So, uh, uh, and what is really interesting in Quebec City is uh, that uh, uh, 
there's a lot of people that are interested by the literature and they and they go to see show you know uh, it, it, we i remember uh, when i participated two years ago at the nuit de la poésie uh, poetry uh, night of poetry uh, the place was completely full for like three and four hours it was like i think uh, uh, almost 500 people that was li- that, that that were listening uh, about poetry and I, i i i think that it's uh, it's 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 marvelous for a writer to have people to listen to them and to have retroaction because after um, after a night like that Uh, some people uh, come back to me and they write me and say, oh, I like what you did. Uh, will you publish it? And you, and you, as an author, you say, oh, okay, that's good. I didn't think I was going to publish that. But if people like it, I think I will, I will work on that harder and I will, uh, I will make it published someday maybe. But, you know, uh, it's, it's good to have uh, the door open with the public. It's not uh, happening uh, all the time, you know, and when you have it, you need to cherish it. I'm just intrigued. I am incredibly intrigued by what I'm beginning to find and, and where you're bringing me. I would like <laughs> to, I gave a list of questions. I just thought some words, simple words that I had sent. But since we, you did the interview with John, I became intrigued by your description of the island And one of the thoughts that your words brought me to, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the American artist Andrew Wyeth. I don't know, but I will have a look. There's a woman who is in a pink dress, and she is just laying down on the grass, and she can't move to bring herself up. This was an inspiration for the painting. He did four paintings of this woman. But this intensity of this woman wanting to come up beyond something and move beyond. And what I felt when you were talking with John was you're bringing yourself beyond your environment, um, just something going somewhere forward. So now I can't wait to read the work and see if that's where it brings me because in the dialogue, <laughs> I felt that sense of moving beyond. Mm-hmm. And also with Georgia O'Keeffe, are you familiar with the American painter Georgia O'Keeffe? No, but I'm looking. Uh, I will look. Well, she did an incredible in Santa Fe, uh, an incredible series of paintings of bones. And I wanted to just give you a couple of quotes here from her. That again, uh, your, your work brought me to these two American artists, one a male and one a female. And um, it said... Um, look closer um, and take the time to look. And the reason why Georgia O'Keeffe came to mind was um, she did a, she went through a series of different places that she brought us to in her life. Is I'm looking at the work of uh, Georgia O'Keeffe at the same time. <laughs> I, I really like it. There's a painting uh, with uh, the water and the mountains reflects on the water and um, It's beautiful. I understand why you. Uh, I oh. understand why you think about her. Well, there's one in particular that I just can't wait to send you when I'm when I will have to send. I will send you the link because I think these two artists. I'm I'm very curious to see um, your response to them. 
um, in mm-hmm. terms of your description of the island and the isolation of the island due to the elements that contain it um, and the history that you have with it. And also the more that you read about George O'Keefe and when you see that she had lived in New York and um, that transformation of um, finding that other place, going to that other place. And, um, and I would like to ask you these really simple words that um, I sent. And if you want to respond to them in French, I just think it's very important to honor to honor your voice in French, and then I'm going to try. We are working with a French interpreter to um, bring them to an English and juxtapose them together, your um, language in the video that I'm working on the presentation, and then maybe your voice in French, and then to honor that and just put the English translation below. And so if you don't mind, they're just really simple words. Um, as our project is, we're trying to bring it into some kind of space. Then come home on, and listen to what you found. Then come on home. And so if I just give you the words, if you just want to give it just a real quick French definition of them, what they mean to you, and then um, I can see where I can go with that, I would appreciate it. And so the first, the first is the place. L'endroit où je me plonge euh, pour mon inspiration. The time. Le temps n'a jamais d'importance. Explore. Explorer les grandes forêts. Euh, explorer les grandes forêts. Dream. Laisser le ciel couler dans son corps pendant les rêves. To be human. C'est très difficile d'être humain. Parfois, les animaux me semblent plus humains que les humains. Process. Extrêmement difficile, mais vital. Inspiration. L'inspiration arrive de n'importe où, il faut toujours être prêt. Rhythm. Le rythme de la marée. Um, the blank canvas or canvas, canvas. J'ai toujours l'impression qu'il n'y a jamais de de canevas qui est pur. Le blanc n'existe pas. And I just would like to thank you so much for this um, time with me. And I would also, I would love to just send you that, some of the images that I was looking at. And oh yeah, I would like, I would like to. And I look forward to um, putting this together and incorporating incorporating what we have found in this interview and where you've brought me. And thank you for your time today. Please stay well um, and stay connected. Boy, it's a crazy time we live in. Yes, it is. It was really a great pleasure to meet you, even if we don't see each other. Uh, I really like it. And uh, thank you very much for the invitation. Oh.
I think uh, that we create more than uh, more than expect expected we uh, it's like for me that you open something inside my head i don't know what or and how but something open and i really uh, wanted to thank you about that oh thank you it was my pleasure and my honor i just as an artist there's just not a better gift in the world than to connect in that incredible creative space so thank you and um john is going to come back thank you to you We have been talking today with Quebec author and poet Muriel Gagné. For more information about Ms. Gagné, please search her website at www.murielgagné.com. That's www.murielgagné.com. And we will place a link on celebratelibraries.com. We're John and Robin Voiles, and this is the Celebrate Libraries podcast. Thank you for listening.